Welcome to your favorite sports adjacent audio forum brought to you by Chandler Farmer, Alec Hensley, known as Worldwide, the Sneaky Athletic Podcast. This week, we will cover our beat, our lifestyle tips, our what the feed, and the rest of our regular segments. The fan favorites will come up. Conspiracy Corner, NFL Draft, Sneaky Snack Bracket, and this week, we are brought to you by the Looking Glass Duck Club. Oh, what an intro. Love it. I enjoy that. Oh, that song is too fucking good. Yeah. Whenever they actually played it and he ran out and the, I'm just not going to get too much into it, but when that happened, I felt a little something. Oh yeah. It moves, it moves the uh, needle to say a hundred percent. Yeah. Um, so yeah, make sure to check out the looking glass duck club, uh, Logan and rebel. They're killing it, killing the game too good at it. Um, but we're also brought to you by the boys at fertilizer service company. Number one in the game. That's right. They're uh, they're killing it right now. This is their time to shine. A hundred percent. They're out in the fields. They're the ones making the grass as good as she grows and as green as she grows up in God's country, Northwest Mo, and any state in the area. They got you. Yeah. No, they're they're uh, helping you tend to your rows so you can make that dough. Of course. Um, you think I would have their phone number memorized by now? I know it starts with 660. Mm. 6862402 for uh the homies, you yeah, know. 100%. Uh, and they're keeping God's country as good as she grows. All right, let's get started. That that was the best intro ever. I'm pumped. My soul, I gave it all. But loving you Maybe the best intro game of all time. We're moving up in the world. Oh, 100%. Chills. Yeah? Chills. I love it. Um, I'm pretty excited. Well, I know you're excited. Bring it for the people. Let's do it. What's your beef? Beef. It's what's for dinner? Always. Okay. Well, my beef this week, you know, what we're mad about during the week is the COVID protest, man. And I... I don't care about you protesting in general. That's fine if you want to go out. But truly, stay in your car. Why are you wearing... They're not even wearing like protective masks. They're wearing like... uh, Oh my God, what's that movie where they have one day? The Purge. They're wearing like Purge masks. Yeah. I, I don't... And also, here's another thing. A lot of people don't understand. The masks are not to protect you from other people. They're... To protect other people from you. So it's it's not going to prevent that much of uh, the, oh, what's it, droplet-dense air from getting in, but it helps you from spreading 
the droplet dense, which could contain the COVID-19 virus helps that from getting out. It doesn't push it as far out. So if you're wearing a mask, good for you. It's to help other people. Yeah. I think that there was a really smart person I saw who said, don't act like you're not trying to get the virus. Act like you're not trying to spread the virus. Yes. Which is huge. A hundred percent. Which also makes me think, why are those people wearing those masks? Is it to protect their own identity? Because then you're doing something that you don't want to be known as doing. Why? I don't know, man. I, I, can't I have a think, lot of questions. I think like that. And I don't think that any of them have reasonable answers. Yes, you're probably right. All right. What are um, you mad about? This so week? I'm mad about school. <laughs> I'm, I'm somehow in this whole thing, I'm continuing to go to school. And it's not like it was hard in the first place. But now, I, so everything has moved to pass fail, at least in Mizzou. Mm-hmm. And my deadlines don't matter online as well. It was all online before, but it's even now it's like my deadlines are very loose. Well, I'm saying everybody has online. Everybody now. is online, yeah. at least in Mizzou. And I'm pretty sure everywhere. Which sucks. Yeah, everywhere. There's if no you don't open. have internet access at home. It's very true. Um, I, I shouldn't complain because I'm more fortunate than others, but it's I've lost complete motivation to do anything because it just doesn't seem like anything matters. I feel that way about every online class I've ever taken. Yeah, but at least it's like, okay, I'll get a B or an A or, you know, whatever. It's like now it's like pass fail. 61 and you're good. The right? I turned in. A, Is that right? Yeah. I think, or maybe it's a, it might be a 70 um, it, for like grad school. Right. Um, but like there was, I had this paper due and I just asked for an extension. I got like a three day extension. I put off doing it forever. Finally did it. <laughs> Within 12 hours, I got 100% on it. Like, it didn't... Like, I don't even... I got zero, like... The teacher... So, my teachers are healthcare professionals. Correct. And, like, they're so busy, they're not even concerned about grading. Like, I didn't even get any, like, remarks back. It wasn't even, like, good work or, like, you know, improve this. It was just, like, 100%. Like, get this out of here. Everybody's mailing it in. So, it's like, yeah. So, like, what am I supposed to do? I don't know. That's just what I'm mad about. Because I have very little motivation when it comes to schoolwork anyways, and this has just destroyed it. I think that the thing to be mad about is the fact that your education is currently going to be a little bit more lax than someone who would have taken it without this pandemic going on. Yeah. I mean, I also, I think other people should be possibly be upset about that as well. Oh yeah. I mean, there's You're currently doctors ready. and veterinarians yeah. and all these people are graduating and they're just not, yeah, this they whole wave of people through. is being shorted, 100%. For sure. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, I know a lot of vet students who are just like, well, now I don't get all this surgery experience, and now I'm supposed to go be a vet. Well, what the fuck do I do? Because they already passed their boards. Well, let's, uh, let's hope they're good at surgery. Yeah. Like, one of them told me, so they got handed out, instead of practicing on, like, live patients or cadavers, they got these, like, felt models. And she... Hmm. She was like, well, when you accidentally, like, say you're doing a spay on a cat and you accidentally cut into like an ovary and your cat starts bleeding, you have to like scramble and fix that. Right. Like when you accidentally cut into a piece of felt, you're like, oh, whoopsie. Honestly, that's probably what they should do for high school. That makes so much more sense to me. Like, what do you mean? Just cost wise. I I truly, it might be a little bit more. Who knows? I just seems like it would probably be cheaper than like a little rat or a cat that has been fermented and shipped out whenever you cut into the, or a frog. 
you know, and yeah, you're like, like a biology class. Yeah, exactly. But you don't learn as much. It's not real life. Like that. It's not the same. That's why I'm saying it's a good thing for high school. Cause I was the kid in high school. Like I, I was pale as a ghost doing that shit. I oh, hate it. Yeah. Cannot do that. Not built for me. I'm not built for maybe me. you're just, uh, you can't handle the formaldehyde. I am anti-formaldehyde, yeah. It's the worst. So, you got any tips? I do. Drink plenty of water. You, You're staying you, inside. Are you looking right at me? Well, you definitely need to do this. Yeah. You are a huge culprit of this. But I'm just saying, in general, drink more water. It'll make you feel better. Look up how much is recommended for you a day. And if you hit that, you will physically feel better. I know it seems like a lot, but I don't, it's not. I don't know if this is true. This is what I was told. It's half your body weight in ounces of water. Interesting. So, like, if I weigh 180 pounds, 90 ounces of water, which is 11 cups of water. A day, yeah. A day. It's like three of my, Yeti, still a three short, of my Yeti Ramblers. Like, that's a good day for me. Which you should. You should. Yeah, I struggle with it a lot. It helps everything, man. I mainly just forget about it. It's not like, you know, I need to like write it on the back of my hand or something. Well, I get stressed and I forget about like, oh, hey, I need to be hydrating. And then the second that I realize, hey, I'm like dehydrated and it's making this stress worse, it's just too late, you know? Oh, it's dehydration's an uphill battle. 100%. Unless you have access to like an IV bag. Um, my lifestyle tip. What you got? Be on the lookout on uh, Facebook Marketplace. Oh yeah, Craigslist. Oh yeah. Um, I know it's not the greatest time to be out and about, um, but I feel like there's a lot of great deals out there. Oh my god, it's insane! I have recently been introduced to this world, and I cannot believe the deals that you or my girlfriend are getting on stuff. I used to be a lot better about it when I would like when I was like actively looking for couches and things mm-hmm. like that, and I love thrift stores. I've always gone there. That's more clothing side, but right. you know, those are, it's very limited for a good reason. But like this weekend, Lauren helped me find, uh, some bar stools that we've been looking for $10 for two. Usually they're wow. literally 20 to $25 a piece. Oh yeah. And then while I was there, I was just scrolling through what else this girl was selling. Got a rice cooker, 15 bucks. I think where we're at, and Columbia is a hotbed. It, yeah, for, it really is for all this stuff. I mean, I also super good at selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace. <laughs> oh yeah, you helped me out when we moved a lot. Sold my PlayStation, my couch, my futon. Yeah. Um, what else? There was something else that I sold on there. I'm like four for four. Your soul. And no, I'm a daywalker, <laughs> not a ginger. Um, I'm like four for four, and it all is taking place within. Either the day or 48 hours. Oh, yeah. The woman who bought the couch like came by within minutes and was like, how much do you want for it? And I was like, this much? Would you do any less? No, I, we have other people. You had already had other offers. Yeah. I, I, on my PlayStation, I had a bidding war. Really? Like the, I listed it for 100 Yeah. A guy immediately replied and was like, would you do 110 So I was like, I, I would will. Would you do 110 Like he asked you if you would go up? Yeah. So, because I, he... Like he replied and was like, is this available? And I was like, no, I already have somebody who's made an offer. And he's like, would you do 110? And I was like, oh. I will, but I need to, to feel right about it. I'm going to offer the original buyer yeah. to increase. And he was like, I'll do 120. 
And so I went back and with he, himself, just bidding more with himself. No, no, no. This, so it was a back and forth between person A and person B. So, you, so person A was like a hundred bucks. And I was like, okay. Person B was like, is it available? I was like, no. Person B was like 110. And then I was like, person A, would you like to pay 120? And they're like, yes. And then person B, I think, would have kept going up. Yeah. Um, turns out his son broke his PlayStation like the night before. Ooh. So he was desperate. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I'm not really into... I was like, this is taking up a little too much time for, like, for an extra 10 bucks. I was like, it's not worth it. Yeah. Well, I mean, it could have gone up more. But I, he really yeah. needed his kid off his back. Yeah. And I, like, it was just one of those things. Timing. It was perfect. It was like, I don't even know, like a Thursday at 4 p.m. Yeah. I mean, that woman paid me before she left the house the day before. Yeah. It was insane. It's awesome. Oh, 100%. So, what the feed? You got one? Yeah. What is it? Let me pull it up. So, mine is about this cheating husband. You know I love these... Uh, the Reddit threads. The Reddit threads that end up on Twitter because it... Not, Reddit is just a little too... I'm not quite galaxy-brained enough to be on Reddit. Um, That's fair. I have a quick one because I have two that let me uh, put this in while you're going and looking your stuff up. I found mine, but go ahead. The booze and Mario, the little ghosts. Yes. In Japan, they're called Teresa's. That makes sense. Does it? Yeah, logically. You want to explain that? No, I don't. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Go ahead with yours. So mine is off our two X chromosomes. And which is the women only Reddit. Well, it's, yeah. they don't like monitor who goes in there, it's, but it's supposed to be it's for like a women. form for what? Yes. Um, and this lady, I'm assuming posted, just found out my husband of five years has been having an affair since our honeymoon. No clue or idea what to do with my life or myself. So she said, she writes, my husband told me two nights ago, that he wanted a divorce out of the blue. I asked him what he was talking about, and he said he only wanted to get married so that he could experience the rush of having affairs. (laughs) He said that by the end of our honeymoon, which lasted five days, he'd already had an affair. Really? It's insane. And she said... um, There was no signs beforehand. Does she go into any, like, while they were dating? She doesn't say that she would... Yeah, beforehand there weren't any signs. From what... From what I'm reading, it seems like he's older than her. So this huh. next this next part, she says, uh, he said that he is older and the rush has worn off and he's ready to move on and find a real relationship. I nearly fainted during this conversation. He said he is sorry that I'm taking it so hard, which is a dickhead line. Absolutely heartless. <laughs> like, uh, sorry you're so upset. Like, what? Just yeah. wasted five plus years thinking that you're in a happy relationship that you're going to spend the rest of your life. in. so whenever I say certain things that I'm like, you know what, that could be taken either way. I understand that in a conversational tone, but in something like, sorry, you're taking this lifelong commitment. Yeah. Like, sorry, I broke the most devastating news you've ever heard to you. Uh, he, I mean, clearly to be cheating on someone for five years and then just admit it to them, you're heartless anyways. But uh, then he also, this is the next like heartless one. Uh, he said, and, and that I shouldn't be stressed about it because as he put it, I'm still young enough to find another man. So we're like peeling away the Do layers. They have kids? It doesn't say, uh, it, we're peeling away the layers of this onion of like 
finding out who this guy is. Uh, she says, I feel like I'm in a dream and this is a nightmare. I have no idea what is real or who to trust. I have to isolate myself from everyone, which she should be doing if this was posted currently um, because we're in a pandemic. But it's it's insane. I think the only logical answer to all this is she just stabs him, like kills him. Is it? I think that's the only logical answer for her. Reverse OJ. No, because OJ's wife was cheating on him. So That's a fun little fact. I didn't know. Well, I mean, it's not like a fact, I guess, but it's like highly theorized. I mean, she was with another man there. They yeah. were like friends. Uh, I Yeah, everybody kind of thinks that. Hmm. We'll get some more fun facts about cheating later. I just remembered one I need to write down. Uh, Scotty? With Scotty Too Hottie. Yeah, of course. So my What the Feed this week, what we saw online that uh, you know just really made us scratch our heads is racist TikToks. Why why did this become a thing? It's why? insane. I just saw th- I just was going through a thread of all these racist TikToks. I get that there are racist people out there and they will make racist content, but why is it a trend? This is why Vine was so much better. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, also, I've just been anti-TikTok for a while. Ran by China yeah. and just trying to grab all your info. I deleted it off my phone. My uh, mother said she downloaded it, and within like 10 posts, they had already like narrowed her down to being a mom and was like showing her like family like centered TikToks and stuff like that. Like, that's insane. They have a lot, their technology is very good. They're doing good with uh, their sneaking Infiltrating, spy ability. Yeah. yeah. Oh, without a doubt. Without a doubt. Okay, so uh, my Google this. Yeah, what you got? Did you hear about the Nova Scotia shooting? I did. I did. So I didn't hear about it until like a couple hours ago, and it it happened yesterday is when it started. Yeah, Google this. I just give a little background information if you haven't uh, listened to us before. Is what we think you should Google on toilet. You know, quick yeah. little things, lots of information. So the Nova Scotia shooting. What do you got for us? Yeah. So. The this is the Wall Street Journal. It was updated at four forty five today. Police say that at least nineteen were dead after the crime spree that uh warned new victims might emerge. And it's the deadliest shooting in Canada. Most lethal shooting in Canada's history. Yeah. So do you know how the guy executed it? He was dressed as a Royal Canadian Mountie police officer. Yeah, he and- drove a car. That has the yeah. exact same signs as well as and that. He, he After he killed them, he burnt down the houses or the properties. So he went door to door. Yeah. it was. They're calling it a spree. And it began Saturday night after gunfire was reported in rural waterfront community that ended around midday. Sunday after the suspect was killed in a gunfire exchange with police about 60 miles away. Holy shit. Among the dead are a police officer, an elementary school teacher, a nurse, a waitress, and an aspiring fiddler. I don't know why they felt that way. Okay. None of that was needed. RIP to the fiddler. You think he was on the roof? Uh, The police warned the toll could climb further as they searched the burned properties, though. That's nuts. It's weird that people go into these spree killings. Um, Typically, those people have, like, had behavior that, like, leads them to that, but... Truly, they just snap, you know, and they're like, 
it's happened in the U.S. where a guy walked down the street man. and just like murdered a couple of people like while walking down the street. It's insane. Yeah, it was a mocked up police cruiser. Wow. So on a lighter note, my Google this is Oopart. The fuck is that? O O P Art. Wiki it. It's out of place artifacts. So it's things that we thought wouldn't have existed in that time, but they obviously have found, you know, dated it. They've carbon dated it. Right. That it was existing in a time before we thought that those people had that sort of technology. So it's all sorts of different things, you know, from, you know, just machines that they would have used or materials. Yeah. It's insane. It's a lot of tool construction. Bob the Builder. Uh, yeah, that I'm sure that exists a lot more than people think. I mean, cause we try to put like history in a box. We try to define it. Oh, hundred percent. And there's still so many things that we just have zero real explanation on how they built it. Stonehenge pyramids all the time. What the fuck? What the feet? Are we ready? Good point. No. Okay. I have a sneaky good song before oh, yes. we get into the conspiracy yes. corner here through and through and through. By Joel Plaskett, P-L-A-S-K-E-T-T. Plaskett in a basket? I mean, he doesn't rhyme like that, or she. I don't know. There's two voices in the song, but it has a good 80s feel and like alt-rock, pop, whatever you want. It's a good little uh, ditty if you want to get into it. Okay. All right. Now go ahead and hit the music. So, my conspiracy corner this week comes from the Australian RAAF, which is the Royal Australian Air Force, if you didn't know. Okay. And they have files that show in 1973, following a DEFCON 3 nuclear alert, sent out at North West Cape, which is in Africa. I have a question. I never remember this. Is DEFCON 1 the worst and 5 is the best? Like 5 is the least DEFCON? I, I don't know that. Can, outside that to the Google this. I always get that confused. I'm Googling it. Uh, two is red and one is white. Uh, and five is blue. Well, blue is the best color. Five is the least severe and one is the most okay. severe. That's what I thought, but I'm yeah. literally never sure. So down Sorry. in Africa, the Royal Australian Air Force heard, well, not heard, two officers saw a black sphere UFO hovering and soon after take off with near instantaneous acceleration over the next three years six other u.s bases encountered similar objects so this is a reddit thread i found in our ufo this got a lot of bob lazar in it no this is specifically why i wanted to use this one is because it is one of the most credible ufo conspiracies or like sightings that i have ever seen i mean this has military backing you've, reports you've looked into the bob lazar ones right off the coast of California? Bob Lazar is fucking nuts. I Isn't just, he the fighter pilot? No. Oh, who am I thinking of? Not Oh, not Bob Lazar. Bob Lazar is the guy who was in Colorado. I'm thinking of the... There was a jet fighter pilot. who They have like video of the little Tic Tac thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Who the Tic Tac is also a very credible one. I don't know the guy's name off the I top of my head. All I could think of is Bob Lazar, but... Anyways, Bob Lazar is the one who had the documentary yeah, about said, him. He said he like with the orbs and the guy yeah. touched it and he died or whatever. And he like walked into this hangar that just had like multiple. All separate. Yeah. They had him like, they had him like little lab rats working in different areas. So they didn't know 
Right, and you couldn't see you any couldn't of the piece other it all ones. together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's Bob Lazar. I'm thinking of a different guy, super credible, like a mil- like the Tic Tac Navy forever is up there with like. Whenever you talk about credible UFO reporting, Tic Tac yeah. is like top tier. When he can like they, there were a lot of military breakdowns of that one, and like, multiple people, multiple reports, and like video. Yeah, and he was like you know, radar. The, yeah, it's not the greatest video, but like he's like dissecting it and explaining it like what everything means inside mm-hmm. of it he's like we're switching because like those fighter pilots can switch between like infrared and all these different things he's like, oh yeah we're switching to this and this is what we're doing and it's like okay i believe that one because it yeah. right but go ahead they have real backing informational knowledge that is and not it's not trying it's to... not it's not people searching ufos exactly it's, it's yeah. people stumbling upon them who are like highly credible or even searching for fame and they're like you know what this is an easy yeah. thing to make and up. like the the one that i'm thinking of off of california like nothing was done with it for like 12 years like he just didn't tell anybody they just kind of like hung on to it and then finally like i think the new york times broke it right like 12 years after it happened they finally were like yeah they uh declassified the footage there has been multiple tic-tac reports yeah that came out very recently honestly yeah it was like 2017 2018 because he went on joe rogan and it really blew up oh did he of course well of course joe is into that yeah i'm just i can't keep up with him i can't keep up with him Ugh. well one day you're not gonna yeah one day he can't keep up with us you're 100 percent right so the nsa uh even mentioned an nfo or a UF NFL, good God, UFO encounter that they were made aware of last year that kind of corroborates it, um, as well as a USSR testing range. Um, and then, you know, six different U.S. Air Force bases had their own overlap um, with different visual descriptions, which I think is interesting, uh, hovering around them. So it's a lot of people from a lot of different respected organizations reporting That's this. the best... The Without best sources. Yeah. So UFO, RUFO on Reddit, Australian RAAF, Royal Australian Air Force. That seems a little redundant. Not for them. Not in the land down under? No. Huh. So there you go. That's, uh, that's my conspiracy corner for the week. Elon Musk coming soon, part three. Oh, mm-hmm. I'm excited. Okay, so let's get into the SAP MDBs. Let's do it. So let's first touch on Westworld. Yeah. Probably the best episode that was the most overlooked because of the documentary we're going to talk about here in a little bit. I think that this episode was the best in whole. Of the season? Yeah. Yeah. It wasn't my favorite. Definitely the most action. I'm saying from acting to cinematography, special effects, I think everything came together the best in this episode. And we're finally, they're done building. Yeah. We're, we're all right. We've built like now we're, cause there's only eight episodes, correct? Yeah. And this was the penultimate or was it six? Was it six or seven? This was six. Six, I believe. Yeah. So we have two left and we're at like kind of a, a high friction point. Correct. I, uh, really was wondering this while I was watching, but are we going to have another season after this? It seems like kind of the build is towards that, you know, they have taken Westworld. There's no way HBO is not going to give up on this. We're when you're seeing the director's cuts on the, on the backside, they're putting so much production in this because it's going to be 
an eight season it's their show. new game of thrones yes it and they're constantly grooming things once something hits about season four season five of their good shows now they start grooming another show i mean yeah it's not television it's hb fucking o this is episode six and we have seven and eight left yeah which i think are going to be just bangers We'll see. None of my crazy theories have come right yet, which is Well, because they're crazy. But William is finally out and about. That's exactly why they're fun. The man in black is going to be back. We'll see. Okay. So then we also got the second season of what we do in the shadows this weekend. Great. And it is fucking funny. It really is. Yeah. Yes. I was very pleasantly surprised. I mean, we talked about this a little bit ago, but it actually came out and... Filled yeah. all my expectations. Yeah. So it's a FX series, and so it's available Hulu next day. Mm-hmm. And so they've dropped two episodes on opening night, both like 20 to 30 minutes long, whatever right. whatever it is. Perfect watching length for a comedy, because you can cruise right through it. And episode one is so fucking funny. I am taking a lot of the slang or uh, terms that they use and just using it in my everyday life. And that's how I know I'm invested. Yeah. What's up with Toaf Dog? Oh, 100%. Like, it's too good. It's too good. And you can tell it's always so nice when a show is good at a low production value and then they continue being good once they get a higher production value. Oh, without a doubt. But that's part of Taika Waititi. Like, he is very, you know, specific about those things that he does yeah. and, like, how he, you know, executes those things. Also, another thing. FX is on a fucking roll right now. Yeah, they're on a heater. Because we got Dave, which is also about to finish, which is great. Devs is on a whole other planet. I don't even know what the fuck's going on in that show. Yeah, I don't really have a recap of what went on in Devs. I can't. I can't explain to you what happened. I have theories, but... uh. Dave is just like a really good show. Funny. Also comedy. Um, And there's not going to be a season... I don't think there'll be a season two. Maybe. I could turn. I could see it turning into like a straight up curb where he's just like that's kind of like what he does. I think that depends on which he would rather do, rap or TV. But yeah. I think uh, I know he wants to get his second album out. Yeah, um, which is going to happen soon. But if season one takes off and they throw a bag at him, he has quite the production. He has quite the executive producers behind him, mm-hmm. uh, and I think he's a great writer and a great actor. And it's turning out all his friends are great actors too. It's a uh, gonna be an interesting fork in the road for him i but i think he's like embracing it we'll see like i think he likes the challenge of doing both of doing everything like i watched a few youtube videos on it behind Mm -hmm. the scenes and they're like we've never seen someone who's never done this before be so invested and so ready to go with everything and like he and he admits he's like i didn't know what i was doing but i just like went at it full speed he was like i knew i wanted to be good at it dave bird mentality yeah Everybody knows that. Bird brain. Yeah. I do want to say, I think it was really interesting that devs made by the same guy who made. Ex Machina. Thank you. Um, Great movie available on Netflix currently. I don't know if, yeah, I, I believe that and Annihilation are both on Netflix, but this was supposed to be Deuce Ex Machina. Yeah. He said that this was like the TV version. It was a different it's, it's version crazy. of the story that he wrote. I, I literally can't explain it in words. You just have to watch it. Anyways, you want to go senior prom? What? The Last Dance. Oh. Shit. 
didn't know we were bringing out the fucking dad jokes. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, to wrap up the SAP MDBs, the new Michael Jordan documentary is out. And wild. It was so nice to scroll Twitter and everybody was talking about the same thing. And it wasn't, and it wasn't COVID. Yeah. Yeah. It was so fucking nice. And like the memes were dropping faster than I've ever seen them drop because everybody's been waiting. People were just like on edge. They had everything ready to go. People literally woke up in the morning and put outfits on like they were going to school. Yeah. I saw, I saw some tweets about people getting decked out in Jordan gear. Yeah. Like right off the bat, taking fit pics and like, Getting ready to go. I saw a girlfriend who's like, my boyfriend just put on top to bottom, full bowls, uniform, warm-ups, and went and took outfit picks. Yeah, like he's starting game seven. Right. And she's like, honestly, I just kind of respect the hustle. Yeah. And it's, we needed this. We needed this so fucking bad. I think that that is exactly why it came out right now. So there's a couple of reasons. Um, So the backstory on this, Mm -hmm. Michael Jordan and... David Stern yeah, came to an agreement. They wanted to film this last season. Once they realized the NBA, like NBA entertainment or whatever, the film production crew. Yeah. It's like, I know it's NFL films. This last season as in? The 97-98 Bulls season. Because once it got announced that Phil was leaving, mm-hmm. um, which you learn, um, all of this, their NBA films or whatever was like, we want to film this. And... So it said that Jordan was like, no. And they're like, here's the deal. We'll film it. We'll hold on to it. If you don't want to do anything with it, it's just cool films. It's just a lot of footage that you have. You can show your kids. You can show your grandkids, whatever. Mm -hmm. They're like, once we want to put it out, we can. And like over the last five years, people have been giving pitches to Michael Jordan to put this together. Spike Lee was in the pitch. Didn't make it. He didn't even make it to the second round. I don't think Jordan should ever do this again. What do you mean? I just finish and I will explain. Like this is all his footage, Mm -hmm. but it was like his right to it. Right. So he just wanted to pick the person who was, he thought was best suited. Right. So is that your whole backstory? Yeah, pretty much. So I honestly almost made this my beef because he set back on this, which just makes me even more aggravated about my quarrels with the actual documentary because it seems like we just dive really deep into certain subjects and then we don't really pick them up again. Like at the very beginning, Jerry Krause, we just went into this whole hate Jerry thing. Oh, there's more of that though. It better be like, we just kind of like, there's eight more episodes. We just kind of jumped off of it and like, didn't go back to it. I don't think the the timeline is kind of rough a little bit, but I knew he's not great. But I think that's for a reason though. I think that they're kind of introducing all these things. And then now we're going to get more deep dives into stuff. We better, but like Jordan's not really experienced in this realm. And I don't think that he's sitting there thinking what's going to make the best I don't think he's documentary. I don't think he's doing the X's and O's of this film. He's doing the X's and O's of how does this make me look, which for sure just doesn't translate well to how good that will play on screen. So that's my, I can see what you're saying. I I just, it could have been better. I think there's still so much left. You cannot judge this by the first two. I think the two episodes were overhyped from everybody. That's what I'm saying. It's like not necessarily that it was bad. 
Stop it's it. not this bad. This is the first sports we've had in a month. It's good. It's good. Just, don't get me wrong. I'm just saying. I have a little bit of an issue. Don't try to take this away from me or anybody else. I'm not. I'm not trying to take it away from you, Mama Jordan, who it's really weird that she calls her son Mr. Jordan. It's really weird that she looks 25 years younger than him. Well, he's been through a lot now. Very true. He just, you know, rode through that cocaine circus and didn't touch so, it. So, yeah. Uh, definitely got into the gambling and the booze, though. Which I'm excited. How, so, how does that play out? Do we mention that? Oh, I'm sure the gambling... The gambling was already mentioned in the second episode. A little bit, but like, not like a ton. We're like, not... We didn't get a deep dive. That's only, what I'm saying. Him controlling the narrative is not a good thing. But you're also... We did deep dives on childhood him and North Carolina him. and it, Like, we're building. We're building. And they're just giving you little glimpses of like... The whole thing is based on that 97-98 season. I'm excited to be That's why it's wrong. called The Last Dance. Yeah. It's because the the majority of the actual footage is from that season where all the drama happens and all of it takes place. So it might a, be that we can't help it from being the Jordan documentary, but the fact that it is the Jordan documentary to the casual viewer really makes all of those elements seem to be more important. And if it is just I, The Last Dance and focusing on that season, we're not going to get that. Okay. I mean, I'm just excited because these are all things that I want to be I proved don't, wrong. I don't I know. I think you will. Hopefully. Um, yeah, that would be this, fantastic. But this is a lot of stuff that like, I mean, I didn't know this. I knew kind of like, I knew he got cut from his sophomore year high school basketball team. Yeah. I did know that, but I didn't know that he had like a monster growth spurt. Like this is fun to see about like Scottie Pippen was just a little twig. And then all of a sudden he comes back and he's six, seven and everybody's like, holy NAIA shit. NAIA school had to beg for a scholarship. Yeah, and then grew like five inches from freshman to sophomore year. That, I saw somebody make a tweet that was, honestly, he came up from a poor family. He had a brother and a dad with disabilities. Uh, you know, two parents, five children, I think, a total, no. maybe four. He had 11 brothers and sisters. So this man was poor. It might have just been him eating three square meals a day. There's that. But he said, like, growing up, he was like, I never knew I was poor. He was like, you know, I just played basketball and like, didn't even like, you know, that doesn't fade when you're a little kid. You don't, everyone in Arkansas is poor. So I get that. It could be that, but there's also like Anthony Davis. He was six two his freshman year of high school. When he was, by the time his sophomore year hit, he was six ten. Like there's these, these freak athletes that just, it all of a sudden it all happens. That's why Anthony Davis was a lot better. Like, or maybe it was from his sophomore year to his junior year. He was, he went from like, 6'2 when he started high school to like 6'11 by the time he ended high school. Right. And I think what you were going to say is that really played into Anthony Davis like being able ball to ball handling, shooting. Same yeah. thing with Scottie Pippen. A yep. lot of these things in like Michael Jordan was just more competitiveness of what makes him, which you get to see, right. which also I've, I'm now realizing that Jordan's a love him or hate him guy. Like he's a, when he's on your side, you love yeah. him. And when he's not on your side, you fucking hate his guts. Right. Like I think you, a lot of people were able to appreciate him, but I think definitely if he was in today's day and age, which is just I, we can't even really get into that because that's that's a forty five. That's even more of a podcast. division part of the LeBron Jordan argument. Is LeBron isn't necessarily that dude? Like you can not be yeah, on LeBron's side. Like he has done a he's ton more of loved. good things. Yeah, but it's also the day and age of what's going on. 
Like you, you're in the public eye. LeBron's been in the public eye since he was 16 years old. True. Nobody knew who Jordan was. Literally, they talked about it. Roy Williams brought him in for a North Carolina camp. They did. They heard about him, and then he came in and spent five days at their camp, and they're like, "Oh, he's good." Right. Like you know, they just don't know about him. Uh, but so you mentioned him earlier, Jerry Krause, is he the devil? Devil looks better than that. It's tough. Devil wears Prada, baby. Uh, it's tough being that short and fat and standing next to peak physical athletes just all the time. Is it? You you never look good. Uh, the uh, oh my god, the SVG Van Gundy's. Oh, Steve Van Gundy, and, and what's his brother? Because his brother's uh, Mike, super short. Yeah. And he he got along with all his players. Not true at all. He got Dwight okay. Howard and him were literally yelling at each other during a uh press conference about one of them being fired and one of them being traded. Uh both of them have issues. Like honestly, Dwight Howard has his own stuff. Like who do you but think they, is he more didn't get along with all of his players? I, he got he's a player's and coach. He, and he was not a coach. This is a this is a he is a coach. The short Van Gundy brother was a coach. We're talking about Jerry Krause. Right now, I'm just you're saying, you're talking about some somebody 20 years later. You can have that role and be liked. He wasn't liked by his players. No, which is what I'm saying. Neither one of them were liked. other decisions. Hold off on that. They literally you don't have enough beefing. information. They literally beefed during a press conference. It is Dwight Howard. The best player on the team and a top five player in the league at the time. Dude. Dwight Howard this has guy was, other this issues. This guy was beefing with Michael Jordan. Right. Like, what do you mean? And Scottie Pippen, like the two best players in the league. No one's going to beef Le- with LeBron, and that guy did that. Because no one beefs with LeBron because LeBron removes them from the situation once that happens. Which, he has other power, but I'm saying that like LeBron is like such an idol. He is just visually seen what, as what? the number one player in the league. Same as Jordan at the time. It's not a good comparison to use Dwight Howard because honestly you're trying to use Dwight Howard you're bringing you this in. use Dwight Howard because I just said Jerry Krause is not comparable name to another anybody name else. another player that Mike Van Gundy coached yeah okay oh my, exactly uh, so Booker no Booker uh, no oh my god he he wears the headband and he shoots threes he used to play for the Rockets wow. for so long uh he's the one that they're really good friends with he's friends with a lot of his uh, like players uh, okay Dwight Howard didn't matter you can't name any of them so it's the like, Pistons Reggie Jackson he's friends with Reggie Jackson okay did he coach him yes for how long don't know okay so can we stop talking about random tangents that don't fucking matter we talk about the documentary that you're just all you're doing is shitting on when it's all the American oh, no, public I, I have some a ton of stuff that I really like about it too so D- Jerry Krause he also built that organization to where it was yeah. so it's I mean he did I think that the biggest argument for that is Phil Jackson. Yeah, he hired Phil Jackson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. He drafted That's Michael Jordan. He traded for Scottie Pippen. Like, I'm not going to sit here and try Someone to... Someone hired Jerry Krause. Yeah, the owner. Right. Maybe he built the organization. He didn't do anything. Well, he's the one who extended uh, Phil Jackson another year. Yeah, but Phil didn't... Phil wanted to go and all like they were Phil all, wanted to go because of Jerry. Yes, I understand. But that was at the end. You can't say he's building the organization with the last year after they won five. Like he de- he definitely pulled some of the strings, but Jerry Krause was a big part of getting the instrumental pieces of that organization to win those championships. 
Now he also he was just as much demise. a conductor as a destructor. Yeah, yeah. he caused the sure. demise. Sure, but he also orchestrated a lot of the moves. I love that interview with Scottie Pippen where it's on draft night. He's wearing a Supersonics hat, and they're like, "You know, you're a bull, right?" And he's like, <laughs> "What?" Yeah, he had no he's idea. Like, I'm, he, like he was just. You could just see at that point in time, he's just some kid from Arkansas. Like he's the most humble NAI school. Yeah. Like grew up with eleven brothers and sisters. Mm-hmm. He also, they're just going to show him uh, Charles Oakley just bullying the fuck out of him. I think that this makes Scottie Pippen more loved, just in general. I think he, the, I think they can do that because he is very loved. Well, I think that that was very much the attitude of the NBA at the time, and especially someone like Oak, oh, for sure, like it was Charles Oakley had that reputation. It, it there's there was definitely I think up until even like 2010, even a little after it was like hazing was just very much a thing until around the time we got to college. It's I just mean, like you talked about Anthony Davis earlier. Yeah, that's a huge example. Yeah, he same type of deal. Uh, so and oh, same type of deal. Mm. And but they're not going to show Scottie Pippen getting stripped down naked in the locker room. Good point. So I just Scottie want to also, that didn't but Scottie did get script, stripped down naked on his contract. So I I disagree with that. That seven year, eighteen million dollar deal. He was the sixth lowest paid player on the Bulls. It, he was the hundred and tenth lowest player. Hundred twenty second. Okay. It undervalued Scotty, but all these things that we just talked about is exactly why he signed that deal. He wanted longevity. He wanted money. He wanted to be able to take care of everybody. That wasn't a, I'm trying yeah, but to get the bag. Yeah, you could have renegotiated it's, with him. They said, the owner literally said, if you sign this deal, because the owner told him not to, he said, if you sign this deal, don't come back it's to still me. still fucked. I don't disagree. I think that that shows a huge disconnection between the employees and the management. I think it just shows how how agents and things like that worked back in the day. Like they just wouldn't happen today. The agent told him not to sign it either. Yeah, but it, they just wouldn't allow. It. Like it just would not happen today. Maybe it just physically would not happen. Like they just have more pull. They they have they're able to get in touch with your family members and get everybody on your side. Like Scotty didn't. He just knew he needed to help people. And he knew he needed money now. He wasn't able to, like, nobody was able to explain to all his friends and family, like, or maybe they were, and he just still didn't even care. But they still should have showed him some more respect when he's the second best player in the league at the time. I think that restructuring the deal towards the end would have been huge. That would have shown a lot of, a lot of good. Maybe they win eight championships. Things. Yeah, who knows? But I think that, to your point, the reason that that is, that today that doesn't happen, is because you don't go undiscovered for so long like Scotty did. Like, I mean, look at Zion Williamson. We knew who he was as a junior in high school, as a sophomore in high and school. And we talked about that already. Yeah, like LeBron was, even even at the end of Jordan and Pippen's careers, media was discovering talent early in high school. I mean, LeBron was being right. discovered in like, oh, one. Right, and I think that if anyone else is in Scotty's situation, they might take a similar deal because it wasn't necessarily about getting that bag. It was about protecting his family, which I totally respect and get. And I think that that was the right move for him if that's where his values are. So I don't think that he was necessarily screwed over by any means. I think he I, made he a dec- was. he made a decision that was in line with his values. That doesn't mean he wasn't screwed over. 
I mean, they kind of told him what the deal was. Could they have been nicer about it and tried to For like, sure. keep it wasn't this like going? They, they, it was definitely not a black and white situation of them. Sure. Like yeah. they knew what they were getting and what they were doing. They were like, well, th- we're going to feel really guilty if we don't at least say something. Yeah. Is what it more seemed like. Without a doubt. And, you know, nobody in this day and age is going to have a poor family like that if they're that good at basketball, being young. Sure. Well, yeah, because they're going to be bloomed being, late. They're going to be getting paid in high school. Exactly. Yeah, which we saw on the scheme. I don't know if... Did you watch that yet? The scheme? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 We did. Um, also, sucks that uh, future slept with his wife. Yeah. That's crazy. They're still together. No, no. Yes, they are. They have not officially divorced. Google says different. No, that's not true. I literally Googled it like four times today. They are not officially divorced. I have divorced. also Googled it today, and that's where I got the information they that were, they were divorced. They were approaching in 2016. They started, and in December of 2019, it had not been finalized. And there is no information that has ever been finalized. Larsa, right? Or No, that's the original one. Karen. No. Larsa is the new Larsa's one? Larsa is the one, long-term, long-time wife. It's not never official. It says in like 2016 they filed for it, and then it was like they're approaching finalizing, and then it just it's never been finalized officially. Yeah. Um, So if you go down on his Wikipedia page to personal life, uh, that's where I think I found it. Um, Larsa married 1997, divorced in 2018, is what it says there. Um, But I will say there's no source for that so fair enough it like i because i was so confused after looking back into this future stuff and i was like so when did they get divorced and then it's like well it started in 2016 and then it's like nothing ever mentions that it's finalized yeah okay it was super confusing doesn't make sense. i don't have enough information so i want to finally touch on the fits in this film so far in this documentary well i think that that is a huge aesthetic appeal that I, this was my favorite thing. You were talking about me bashing it. When's the last time that we saw an NBA mixtape or a basketball mixtape in general with one old footage that had been refurbished so well and two nineties rap. So the, they do a great job jam with the, with the music for sure. Uh, it helps to have the Chicago Bulls theme song as basically a theme song of your documentary. And, the film, I, a lot of the pictures are great because they're on 35 millimeter. Like they're just great quality pictures taken at the time. Mm-hmm. Oh, one other thing I want to touch on that picture of Jordan playing in TD Garden at Boston in the four. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Well, I also think that that was, that's partially a little bit more wear and tear in general because of what all they do at the garden. And I'm sure that he was already used to that at the United Center. It's true. They say uh, I got to. I got for some reason I got a deep dive on the NBA courts, and they said the Celtics used to have like a huge advantage at home when it came to the court. One, they were a big team back in the '80s, so they weren't doing as much ball handling as everybody else. Uh-huh. But two, they knew like all the dead spots, and they knew like everything oh, yeah. else. That supposedly their excuse was like the. It's like called the parka, right? It was uh, softer on the knees and stuff, but it was like just a shit floor. I don't know. But they can 
dismantle that bitch. They'll play NBA games oh, yeah. in the they, mid afternoon I mean, and hockey of, games at night or vice versa. Yeah, the garden, the TD Garden is that way, and the Madison Square Garden is that way. United Center, the yeah. Chicago Bulls one. Yeah, it's that way. I think Milwaukee's getting very much like that. And eventually, once they get a hockey team, because they have the super coolers underneath and their new, uh, and their new well, arena. Yeah, they got a brand new one. Uh, is the Wild? Where do they do they play in the same spot? I guess they don't have a basketball team, do they? They haven't. Uh, oh, they have the Timberwolves and the. Yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, they haven't a WNBA team there too. Probably. I just kind of forgot that the Timberwolves existed. I mean, when was the last time that they did exist? Kevin Love. Kevin Garnett, probably. I mean, Kevin Love was like on that double double tear. They were at least making news. Kevin Love was making news with a Timberwolves jersey on. Andrew Wiggins trade. Yeah, that was the last time. Yeah. Yeah. So the fits though. You got Jordan within the beret. These suits that are like so baggy and like clean lined body. It looks like that Kanye West uh oh what's the I'm stuck or you're such a fucking hoe. I, I love, love it. it. I can't think of that rapper's name, whatever his name Lil is. Pump. Lil Pump. That one within the box. Like that's what the suits look like. Mm-hmm. And oh, the jeans that are just huge. Jordan's golf fits are awesome. I love how they pull off the hoop earrings because I think that's such a very specific look. Like a lot of guys just like have diamonds now. And Jordan was rocking the gold chains on the court. Right. Early. And they have changed that rule now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They shut that shit down. But I think that rocking a gold hoop, like that takes a different level you have to be the Swap. best in the world. I mean, Scotty had one at the time. It was a very he was on the best thing. team in the world. Good point. Okay, it's like, I mean, they just. I don't think I've ever been a a Jordan hater. I've just had to fight the battle of LeBron versus Jordan so much. You can that like it, them both. It's yeah. maybe. It's it's nice to be able to just like sit here and just appreciate like someone being really good. Yeah, when there's nothing else going on, especially. My personal opinion, just because that's what I'm here for. Jordan's the greatest winner. LeBron's the greatest all-around player. I think Giannis might be one of them someday, hopefully. We'll definitely see. He's definitely not right now. No, Um, 100% no, but he started the latest, too. What age? Uh, Like 14. And then he was playing professional ball at 16. Yeah. Michael Jordan was cut from his team at 16. Right. Yeah. And he, right. Like, it, I mean, it's not like there's that much of an advantage. Like, he was cut from his high school basketball team. But he was still playing ball all summer. It literally said that in the documentary. Yeah. Cause he went and worked out. You know, it wasn't like he wanted to know, get better. He knew the game. He knew how to improve. Like, Giannis picked up a basketball at 14, was a professional in Greece at 16. Did he get help? I mean, probably. <laughs> He's like, you know, seven foot. Yeah. See, that's the difference. Michael Jordan was five ten at the time. He had a ton of older brothers who helped him. So, I want to go ahead and move on to the NFL draft. Yeah, I do have an interesting NFL fact that I found. Okay, let's hear it. Houston Oilers have won a Super Bowl more recently than the Browns. I might have said that before, but uh, that's crazy. So, I don't want to get into that. Actually, is wild. The Browns are so bad. They're literally not in the organization anymore. The Oilers. So bad. Uh, so I want to get into their new uniforms. Trash too. The Browns. What'd you, yeah. What'd you change? 
I, I like them. They they're it, also they're also going to add the orange like them. I just think that it wasn't needed. It pretty much looks the same to me. You kind of almost have to though. So keep interest. That Nike runs the league. Nike pays the NFL a lot of money to run the league. So what do they need to do? They need to have new merch to sell. Like it's all a fucking ploy so that they can like the revenue needs to keep trickling in. Okay. So they have to basically. All right. So I don't I'm not a draft analyst. I don't want to sit here and try to break down players. That's going to be boring. Nobody cares. We'll let Mel Kuyper and Todd McShay do that. I want to get into what I'm most excited about in this brand new draft that we're going to have this year. Have you looked at any mock drafts? A couple. Okay. I, I, you know, I really only care about what the Chiefs are picking. And it's like everyone's different because they're the 32nd pick. So it's like just all speculation, really. Uh, And the top five. I'm also interested in that. But here are the things I'm most excited for. One, the fits. Yeah. Are we going to see? So like usually like JCPenney sponsors a player and they'll fit him head to toe in a suit. Are we going to see suits at home? Are Are they taking a boat up to it? No. It's all at home. It's all all at home. Okay. So let me set the scene for you. The NFL has mailed out cameras and lighting equipment to the top 58 players, prospects to set up in their home yeah, so that they can live stream and they'll be able to be pulled in. Kind of cool. Goodell is doing it at home. All of the NFL, instead of having a war room, they're all at home, which I've been tweeting out some of the war room picks of like certain coaches are just like sitting there with a book and a one laptop. And then you have the GM, uh, John Lynch, the GM for the 49ers, has like 27 monitors. It looks like me in the middle of March Madness, RIP, <laughs> like sitting there with a million monitors. So we're and Goodell is going to do it from home and he is going to like Skype or like FaceTime call the players like at, instead of like the fucking bro hug dap up thing that he yeah. always does. So here's a list of the things I'm excited for. One, the fits. Yes. I'm, I'm interested to see is like, a robe company going to sponsor somebody. That would be really cool. Like decked out in a robe. Are we going to see like pajamas? Are we going right. to see a full suit? Are we going to see like a pajama suit? You know what I'm talking about? Like a, a silk yeah. like nighttime type situation where you have the long sleeves, but the color. Are we going to see another thing that I'm excited for that home setups. So a couple of years ago, like Baker Mayfield recreated the Brett Favre draft one. And I think that that's awesome. Are we going to see some like, People who set up like it looks like a beach in their house. Are they gonna, you know, what are they gonna exactly do? Theme frat party, yeah, in their living room. Are they gonna have like a like an Oklahoma drill going in the background or some shit? Like, what's going on? Are we gonna try to make it like the best looking Super Bowl party of all time? Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm interested to see where they go with all of that. Um, So another thing, Goodell, who's gonna boo him? Are they gonna pipe it in? That'd be cool. Like, somebody's got to boo him. Otherwise, it's not the NFL draft. I think he'll do it himself. It seems the most realistic. It sucks. But... I think he should have, like, his wife and kids <laughs> boo him. <laughs> like, sit there and get a megaphone and boo him. It'll be awesome. Yeah. Or they should... There should be... So, each team should have a Zoom call to their fans. Yeah. And then, right when they're about to pick Goodell, it, like, connects so that their team... So, like, the Chiefs one would... Would come up and like all the Chiefs didn't get to boo him, and oh, they like okay. go, it's like yeah. only like ten seconds. Mm-hmm. You had to come in, you come out. 
Okay. It's like a little fan interaction. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I'm also excited for the first cuss or slip up. Oh, no editing. Because it's, yeah, it like I'm sure there's going to be somewhat of a delay, but it's like you don't really have full control of the sound. Maybe... It's so I'm, even more rigid because I'm, I'm it, ready for like the first like fuck yes when somebody gets drafted or something like that. Well, what if like both of those sounds go through one central board before we see it, and then it's even more edited because both of those are on delay anyways. Yeah, I, I'm sure there will be some, but it's like there's going to be so much going on. Yeah. Like, what if you don't mute somebody and you got extras? Like, there's it's you, one or the other. The, it's either going to be these production crews have never done this before. Right. So I'm ready. I'm excited be for mistakes, that. Yeah. I'm also excited for the first technical difficulty. So it was released today. They were doing a mock draft in the very first pick. The Bengals had a two and a half minute technical difficulty. It actually wasn't their fault. It was somebody else's. Whose? Uh, like the t- like the production team. But also, I I was going to mention this a little bit later, but this is my beef with the NFL draft. Why does the first pick have so much time? It's it's for the the pomp and circumstance. I get that there are like game day decisions of hey, we're gonna go and you know. Say, it's also I don't think there can be official trades on the first one beforehand before the before it starts. Like it can't be actually official. Like there can be talks, but it can't be the actual accusation of the trade can't take place until the draft kicks in. Still, you've probably talked about it. How long is each pick? Five minutes? It's. I think it's ten minutes in the first round. Yeah. Give them five, if that. They stretch it out. It's It's also, you got to get all the guys talking. You know, Kuyper's got to get in there, give his picks. So, have you? did you know that there has been missed picks in the NFL draft? What do you mean? They have not turned in their picks soon enough? Then what happens? The next team gets to go. So this happened in 2011 was the last time it happened. Uh-huh. The Baltimore Ravens were the 26th pick. Yeah. They took too long mm-hmm. and the Chiefs submitted their pick before the Ravens. So the Ravens slipped back one position. It also happened to the Vikings in 03, I believe. It's like 01 or 03. The Vikings had the seventh pick and they missed it and they actually fell back two positions. But they still got their guy. That's like finding five dollars in your pocket. Yeah, that's insane. But it's happened. It's happened before, and I don't know if there's going to be more leniency. But I hope there's not, and I hope it's complete chaos. That'd be so cool. That's like, all I'm hoping. Because for. then the draft is going to go like super quick. Like and if you I want it to go quick, to you need somebody to miss a pick. Yeah, and then everybody just starts throwing picks at the board because it's like you want your guy without a doubt. Yeah, there's what else we're gonna see. Uh, I have no, one. We're gonna see what. Don't end down. your sentence like that. We're going to see who truly is the best pure talent evalu- evaluators this year, though, because there's no, nobody's had meetings. It's all nonsense. Nobody's had, but you still, there's no, there's no health checkups. They can't perform their physicals. There's like a lot of things that are being taken out. If we thought it was arbitrary before, it's even more so now. We'll see. And the, the last thing I'm excited for is this kind of falls under technical difficulties, but like, just players and families not paying attention and just like either accidentally like muting it. And it's like they're drafted or they're like, they're showing them on the screen and they're not paying attention. They're like just dicking off. They're doing whatever, not paying attention. 
Like, and that's when we could get an accidental slip up or something. Yeah. My favorite is the people who really want attention and get ignored. Like whenever somebody gets drafted and they like have their hand up for a high five and they like look at them and immediately turn away. I saw that with, I think it was Carson Wentz when he got drafted, his brother was sitting to his right and his girlfriend at the time was sitting to his left and his brother went in for like a straight up dap and he just went and hugged his girlfriend, hugged his mom, hugged his dad. And his brother was just standing there like the whole time. It was just like, this is fucking miserable. I think, I think, I think the he brother, it, like he it, played it off a little bit. Like he maybe like high fived himself or something. And then they, the Eagles made a whole video out of it of like them making it fine up. with the brother, like wanting that attention and getting it. But I feel like the other people getting it first, it means more to them. Whereas the brother cares the least about being ignored. It, d- it depends. Oh, about being ignored for sure. Yeah. He was going to get over it the fastest. So that's Without what made it, it that's funny. Yeah. 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 But it's the, it's always when like that one uncle is like leaning in and it's mm. like, bro, you haven't even been around. Yeah. The what graduation the gift wasn't enough. Yeah. Like that, that fucking fifth of Jack you bought me when I was 17. It's not lasting, bud. I have worse memories about the fishing trip. Oh, fuck. That was, I'm going to, that was unnecessary. <laughs> okay. So let's wrap it up with the snack bracket. Absolutely. The final four. The final four of the snack bracket is number one, Oreos. Beating out Cheez-Its currently. Cheez-Its have fallen off. Yeah, they were up early. We'll see if the Cheez It squad comes out. We will. They're uh, they they held strong for a long time. This has me rooting for Cheez Its though, just because like I heard you shit talking them last night. Cheez Its, yeah. Oh, I I don't like Cheez Its. That's what I'm saying. Like Fire. I don't want to root for what them. Did, what did you say? They're not when negative. You, you and Manga were literally sitting down here talking about how Cheez Its were trash. I could hear you. you guys were talking so loud. I told him the same thing that I'm about to say is. I don't like Oreos, but I also don't like Cheez-Its, but I don't like Oreos more. I forgot to even mention, I did a partial Oreo challenge today. How did it go? Not as well as I thought. Not as well as I hoped or dreamed, but I did, I'll release the video at some point. I did 12 Oreos, 12 double stuffed Oreos, 63 seconds. This is all time. I mean, it's, it's good time. Yeah. I'm not mad about it. I was hoping to get a little more. I also said 14 Oreos for some reason at the beginning. Instead of 12, I was like, I'm going to do 14 Oreos. When in my head, I knew I was only going to do 12 because I was doing them in sets of three. And like, you can't get to 14 by three. Correct. So it was either 12 or 15. And I didn't want to do 15. Yeah. That's a lot. But whatever. We'll see where that one ends up. It's a close little battle there. Oreos are... A good treat as well. I don't think either of them. I think they're it's both pretty similar cookie. for me, but I just enjoy Cheez-Its a little bit more because I dislike chocolate. Fair enough. You know, that that's kind of where I'm at with it. We'll see what the people decide. And then for the other matchup. Somebody's getting their ass kicked. Doritos. Yeah. Reese's, they are the silent majority. Reese's I think so control too. Yeah. The silent majority, sixty-three point six percent of the vote, for sure. Yeah. Doritos are the 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 loud, popular Super Bowl ad in your face. Do all this shit. Reese's is everybody's truly favorite chocolate candy. I mean, 
I have never had a bad Reese's. I think they only improve. There's only you, the different ways you eat them, they only get better. Interesting. So like, yeah. So like, you know, you take your standard Reese's and it's like, wow, this is really good. Mm-hmm. And it's like, you put it in the fridge. Wow. This oh, is extremely yeah. good. You get a Reese's egg. You're like, holy shit. This is really, really good. I'm not a huge Reese's egg person because I feel like the peanut butter to chocolate the ratio. ratio. Yeah, exactly. I, I love them. The mini cups are my favorite. The mini cups. That's another, like those, and you eat a mini cup, you're like, wow, this is better than a Reese's. You put a mini cup in the fridge, you're like, holy fucking oh my shit. God. I might eat 20 of these. Right. I used to, you know, you keep them in the fridge and it's like you only get four out at a time. Like that's how I would keep myself from just eating a whole bag. So I'm one that I make sure people are around. Same thing. So yeah. I'll grab a handful of them and I'll just start chucking them out because yeah, like, then I seem like all right. Class. I got three here. There's three people sitting out there. Let's go ahead and grab six. Yeah. Let's yeah. pass them out. Somebody might, probably all of them are going to ask for two. That or every now and again, you get the one person's like, I'm good. And you're like, fuck yes. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, <laughs> it's extra. a little extra treat. You're like, yes. That's all. That's a, that's a bless up. A hundred percent. Yeah, I am not surprised by Reese's beating Doritos. The Oreo cheese at battle is heated. Yeah. I think it's very interesting. But those are those are two, two we'll good see. snacks. One more week left. I know. Mm-hmm. We're getting close. We'll see. This Saturday, have your vote in on Sneaky Athletic Twitter at SNKY Athletic Pod. Go on there. We have on our media section or our pinned tweets. You can probably find it from there. Should be able to find it. Uh, other than that, I don't got anything else. I think that wraps it for this week. Get out there. If you haven't watched the Jordan documentary, we didn't really... Don't get out there. Stay at home and do it. Get out there on the internet. I'm sick of people on the internet. It was just nice. Twitter was just nice. That was the most refreshing the internet has been in a while. It was so nice. Everybody, it like felt like we were all on the same team for just like a couple hours there. Did you? You LeBron Stan? You felt like everybody was on the same team? Sports. Okay, yeah, that's fair. We're all just happy to have it back. Yeah, and then starting Thursday, NFL Draft. All right, be ready. All right, we'll see you guys next week. Sneak out, buddy.